Welcome to the Shulamite Podcast, an extension of Shulamite Ministries and Shulamite.com, with weekly interviews and teaching with author and speaker Martha Kilpatrick and hosted by John Enslow. This weekly podcast is a way to stay connected to the ministry. So come experience anointed messages, not giving just another method, but a living impartation. Well, some may say, um, you know, well, what, what, what is there so enticing about going through this experience? Why would you ever want to go through this experience? What, what, why would, why would I, uh, a, a bystander, just looking at this, say, I'd want any of that? And um, I, I would say because we're going to see the glory of God. It's because of the fruit of Him working death into us so that He can bring His life through us. And, and uh, someone who would say that would not understand that, you know, Paul even says, death works in, in me that life might work in you. And that is exactly the whole deal. The reason why you would want to experience something like this, even the 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 waiting, the death, the because there is a resurrection side to it. It's not a death unto death for death's sake. This is a death unto life, and so um, that's why I'm excited because I was investing in resurrection life. Yeah, I understand. I've I've been I've been walking with you for what 20 almost five years 22 25 whatever years and i i know now that that it is death that you have to you have to you have to die and um you know i i before <laughs> before i would have never thought that I, before i thought you just pick it up and oh my gosh it's look i got another present it's just like an easter egg that's just out in the yard well no it's not like that at all it's death you you've said for twenty more than twenty years, people want what you have, but they don't want to go what you go through. They won't want to pay the they price. They want to pay the price. Absolutely. And the price is die. And what you really said, Joan, was that we you had no control of any of it. You had you couldn't. None of none of us had any control. That was the death. That only God. For all of us, it was only God who could who could solve it and, and bring it to an end. And we, I wasn't sure it would come to an end. I could make you food. I could set out vitamins. I could do whatever. I could I could uh, get your supplements in you. Uh, but there was no guarantee that any of that was going to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. But I just knew that I was supposed mm-hmm. to. It wasn't like I was just doing it because this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what you know. This was this was something that he. It was his will. That's di- totally different than That's just. That's the issue. I didn't just, you know, pick it up and say, "Oh, well, I'm just going to run with this." No, I, I knew the will of God. Put these vitamins in this woman's mouth, you know, and so I did. Wow! That's the secret, John. You did it for obedience. I was obedient into His will. Yes. And that's why it was fruitful in your life. Anything else would not have been the same. Well, that's true. Thing. That's amazing. It was. It's going to be eternal because it came from from the head. It was. It was. It was the will of God, and so it has eternal benefit and eternal um, reward. Reward. Absolutely. 
Oh, that's incredible. But if I, you know, if I just said, oh, well, you know. I'm going to help this poor I'm woman. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to help her. And, <laughs> She's and old. I bet, and I can need I to bet, help her. <laughs> I bet she needs, you know, aspirin mm-hmm. to keep her blood thin. Well, that would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done logic on any of this. Mm-hmm. I just signed on and said, whatever it does, whatever it takes, let's go. Son, it just occurs to me. What exactly did I think it would be to be taken into the wilderness so that he could speak softly to me? I always focus on the speak softly to me. But where's he doing it? In the middle of hell, really. A desert wilderness is not a nice place. But he's got my attention. (laughs) Right? So... I think, for me, it just occurs to me that I don't know it yet, although I can say that my life has blown up in the best way, also agonizing, uh, all over the place in the aftermath of, of all of that. He has my attention. I'm in the wilderness. And I'm in the wilderness for the purpose of removing obstacles to my hearing him, to my seeing him, to my communing with him. He can speak softly to me in the wilderness because it's just me and it's just him and there is nothing else. Not my agenda, not my I want this. I mean, I'm nothing. I mean, I'm nothing and in a place of nothing. So somewhere... In every single one of us, and I don't know where, but I think that he probably removed an obstacle that needed to be removed. And I can't wait to see it, because John's right. It is eternal on the other end. I don't have to know it, and I didn't know it going through it. But it's never without purpose, eternal purpose for him. Oh, and uh, amazingly... In the middle of it, I wrote a big book, thick book on forgiveness. And he gave me the power to do that, the physical stamina to do it, and some days I wrote for eight hours. And that was impossible. That was absolutely impossible in that place. And then when the book was done, back I went. (laughs) And it was gone and published, and then my little siege of grace ended too. And I went back to being pretty helpless. But it's it's such a mystery. He is such a mystery. Joan, you said about Nicodemus. See, the thing about God is that we're called to know him, and he's so strange. And so when we see the strange things happen, what does it say about him? We don't we don't know. He is like uh anyway reading in John 3, and I've read the story of Nicodemus many times, but just saw something so interesting, and it kind of went along with where we were um, in this, where we didn't know. We just simply didn't know anything, and it, it was difficult for all of us. But Nicodemus came to Jesus, and he said, Master, we know that you are a man sent from God because of all the miracles and the wonders you do. And I could just never get Jesus' response. 
But Jesus said to him, and I'm reading now the Passion. Jesus answered Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can perceive God's kingdom realm, they must ex first experience a rebirth. And I said, God, what does that have to do with anything? I just can't. I really, I mean, this is how I read the word. God, I can't get that. But I saw that Jesus' answer to our I know, which is the flesh, we think we know what's going on, was, no, Nicodemus, you're not born again. You don't see the kingdom. You can't even perceive it because you haven't had a rebirth. And we all need a rebirth to be able to perceive that this is God. And then he goes on to say, and you can't enter without it. But I saw that kind of what we were in is, uh, then he goes on to say, you know, the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is within the hearts of those who are spirit born. And this was a time of mystery for all of us, an amazing time of mystery. It was death. It was mystery. It was bewilderment. And I feel like we only had one real word, and that came from Jacqueline during that time, and she saw Martha being shot out of a cannon. <laughs> and I thought, how, when, and where is this going to happen? But, you know, it was true. It was true, but that was our one word we kind of hung on was Jacqueline's word about Martha. Okay, what you just said, Joan, and I was shot out of a cannon. I had one instant healing. And it was a, it was an extreme, beyond belief fatigue. I never put this together, but uh, when I was shot out of a can and I was sitting at my desk, and all of a sudden, every symptom was gone, and in a flash, and I, I felt like I, I had been shot out of a can. I called my daughter and I said, "What did you pray?" And she said, "Oh, Isaiah 40. Those who wait on the Lord." shall gain new strength. And I didn't know till this minute that even her prayer was under the mandate to wait on the Lord. Though, so this is forever one of my most powerful scriptures. He gives strength to the weary, to him who lacks might, he increases power. Now, he didn't seem to do that for me. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, and the Amplified, I think, says, toward the heavens. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. But see, even she, even y'all had to wait. Even she had to wait to know what to pray. And she's, she's been just an unbelievable intercessor for me, but she, she knew exactly what she had prayed <laughs> when I asked her. She was waiting on the Lord. So everybody had the same mandate, although it manifested in different ways. Isn't that amazing? And we truly had no idea where the Spirit was going in any way. For Martha, for John, for Jen, for Jacqueline, for me, for Dave, we had no idea. And from day to day, <laughs> the nothing, nothingness was there. But yet God was at work, and there was, to my knowledge, never... Uh, a time without a CD of the month, without a podcast. God intervened mightily. He wrote. He ministered. He was there through the whole thing. But it's from the day-to-day -day standpoint, it seemed like nothing. Oh, 
I have a current miracle that demonstrates the whole thing. Uh, a precious young woman in my life, I'll call her Allie. Several times she's had the threat of breast cancer, and every time she has come out of it without any. She called me again and was scheduled for yet another uh, biopsy. And I didn't pray. I didn't try to pray. I didn't try to know what to say. I didn't start praying. I didn't do anything. I started waiting. I didn't ask God anything. Just He knew what I was there for. I was showing up for Have you ever done been working at something, but you really weren't there? You may be working in the kitchen, but your mind is on something else. You're waiting maybe for someone to come to the door. That's how I lived for a few few days. And I was going along looking like I was living, but I was not here. I was before the Lord, not saying a word. I was waiting. And when I heard the word, it was this. It's not possible. It's not possible for Ally to have cancer. So I called her. I sent, I sent her an email. But that came from waiting. We don't know how to pray, and I just read it in Romans 8. We don't know how to pray like we should pray. We have to wait on the Spirit who will give the prayer. And so it was the simplest thing in the world because I had no prayer, no nothing. And all I did was just go in a state of, of waiting and listening for His voice. And when it came, it was so absolute. And of course, she called today. And there is no cancer. So waiting is really how I've lived for 50 years, because I've always had nothing. I had no Bible education. I had no credentials. I had no knowledge. And he threw me in deep waters of working with people, and I knew that I could, oh, I could mess up bad because I didn't know squat. But he always gave me exactly what I needed, and he was always there. But I've always had to wait for everything. And so if I have a a gift to give out of what I've been through, it would be wait on the Lord. The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of, ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. And those who wait for the Lord shall gain new strength, even if it takes a long time. We hope you've enjoyed the Shulamite podcast. For all the latest from Shulamite Ministries, please visit us at Shulamite.com, where you'll find Martha's daily devotions, posts from GetAlongWithGod.com, and the online library of all of Martha's writings. At Shulamite.com, downloading the free Shulamite app is easy, and LivingChristianBooks.com is only a click away. Thank you for joining us on this journey to discover a God worth knowing.